Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I am your host today. And I am so honored that you found some time in your busy day to spend with me because as I always say, time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. So when someone spends time with you, Make sure that you thank them for their time. Um, Today we're talking about the pet care industry. I recently read an article and it says an increasing number of young people buying pets and treating them as family members. The pet industry is bigger than ever and is only expected to grow in the next years to come. It went on to say that 70% of American households own at least one pet. It says the uh, U.S. pet industry is worth $76.8 billion. And I am sure that uh, if you don't have a pet that you consider as a family member, you certainly know people that do. And it has continued to grow over the years. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So my guest today, and you are in for a treat, my guest today is uh, John Kansky, and he is the co-founder and has been the CEO of Salty Dog uh, since inception. He's also the owner of Paul Mitchell Schools, located in Illinois, Texas, Georgia, and Wisconsin. And you're getting a twofer today because uh, Wynn Claybo is also with us today, and he is the founder, co-owner, and dean of Paul Mitchell Advanced Education. He is franchisor for more than 100 cosmetology and barbering schools across the U.S. He is also the author of the book, Be Nice or Else. That kind of sounds like something that my daughter would say to my grandkids, Be Nice or Else. So please help me in welcoming both John and, and Wynn to the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the show today. Oh, well, thank Linda, you, Linda, thank you so much for... Uh... Yeah, and thanks for having us on. And again, I agree with your intro that uh, when someone's willing to give you time, uh, you, you should respect that and appreciate it. Never take it for granted. So anytime someone invites me, especially for an opportunity to talk about Salty Dog, to talk about Paul Mitchell, the school, to talk about our culture, uh, I jump on that. And uh, I'm grateful for that. So um, first, I'll start out with saying, uh, you know, thank you for that. And um yeah, Salty Dog is is such a, an interesting opportunity. I think your intro also nailed it that, hey, look at we're humanizing or trying our best to humanize the uh, the pet experience. And we see that in, in some of these generations that uh, are opting 
to delay some of the things that are in our that we've traditionally done um, marriage have kids buy a house um, mm-hmm. and and they're really expanding into this whole pet relationship as kind of that precursor so as you said, the pet industry is absolutely exploding, and, and I'll throw a number. I'll just add to that intro. Uh, it's ex, it's expected to hit 400 billion uh, within the next five years. So it, it it's really not only on on a growth pattern, but on an upslope that's that's quite impressive. And so, you know, and I um, think also one yeah. of the things that's uh, that's probably factored into that is you do see. Um, when I talk about this younger generation, uh, I see a lot of the younger generation really struggling with anxiety. And you see a lot of uh, that generation especially turning to service dogs. And that takes that pet experience, as you, you described it, to a completely different level, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. And, and again, there's – and I think you – you said it great that an actual service animal is a very, it's an expensive, highly trained uh, animal for a specific service. And I think that what we have found in our schools is that even just being around pets in general, it's such a, it it creates such a a therapeutic, soothing type of situation that our prospective students and, and, and prospective hairdressers, they, they benefit tremendously from. And so I do think that that generation gets a lot out of being a pet parent, um, along with the responsibilities, kind of that precursor growing up and taking on more responsibility. It also, it, it, it is a service to them. So it's a win-win completely. Yeah, definitely. So before we go into this um, collaboration that we're going to be sharing today was about Salty Dog and Paul Mitchell. Tell me a little bit more about Salty Dog. What are the what are the services that you offer, and what does that model look like? Sure. Yeah, Salty Dog is uh, truly about the groomer, and so one of um, I guess the blessings in my life is I cross paths you know, almost 20 years ago with, with Wynn Claybaugh and, and watching what he did in the beauty industry just was such an eye opener, disrupting the entire beauty school industry and how we supply hairdressers and grow the hairdressing business. And, and so with Salty Dog, the idea of, you know, can we do the same thing? And really where grooming is at is where the hair business was 20 years ago. And, and the biggest I guess infusion that we can do is is disrupt that and let's let's go ahead and start producing groomers. Let's start producing a culture where the professionalism behind grooming because the customer is demanding more and more of that humanized experience. So what we do is we offer first and foremost our 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 offering is grooming, our offering is all of that service around the pet in an environment that you would want when you go to a salon. So what do you look for? You look for a place that looks great. It's clean. It smells good. Everything is open and inviting, and you can see what's going on. You're, you want to have your service done by someone who actually it, it looks professional, speaks professional, knows their industry, knows their craft very well. 
so you know you're in good hands. And so what we did is we set out to not only create that environment physically with our stores. You'll see they're all glass, uh, very transparent. We don't hide your pet in the back. All the way to how we train them using a lot of the same infrastructure and systems that when developed in the school, we've brought those over into the grooming side and starting to create a comprehensive training program that will grow this profession and expand it and invite new people into it as an opportunity. Well, that is, that is brilliant. Uh, that collaboration. Uh, it, and at first glance, um, I don't know that I would have considered that partnership, but clearly it works well. When tell us a little bit more about that collaboration and the part that you play and the role that Paul Mitchell plays with the success of Salty Dog. Absolutely. And I, I, again, just thank you, Linda, so much for having us because Certainly. these are all topics that John and I have been passionate about, not just in starting Salty Dog, but in the, the work that we do with our Paul Mitchell schools, uh, which I have been in the beauty industry for almost 40 years, and I'm not a hairdresser. I've never been a hairdresser, uh, but just knowing, uh, I, I appreciate John's comments there about disrupting the, the beauty industry, and mm-hmm. I just love the fact that without that license to do hair, the things that I've been able to accomplish in the beauty industry, and what we set out to do was to revolutionize it because uh, the, the original training that was set up to train future hairdressers was very uh, outdated, and I'll just say that it was very old school, and it, and it was time to have it revolutionized. Well, as we set out to open up Palmetto Schools, and I'll tell you, originally the goal was we were going to open up seven, and now we have 110. Wow. So it just blew up, and it, it expanded because of this revolution that we, we started. So many schools have, have opened under the Palmetto brand. We graduate about 12,000 students every single year in our cutting programs, barbering, hairdressing, makeup, skin. And it's amazing how many of them, because one of our responsibilities, of course, is to help them with their career advancement. So it's not just passing our courses, it's getting their license, it's, it's getting a job, it's launching a great career and make sure, making sure that they're set up for that. Well, over the years, we found that there are so many of our graduates who they love, love, love cutting hair. They love that aspect of it. They love the technical and artistic side of it, but they had a passion for, for animals. They had a, a passion for dogs. And so when John, he was the one who originally came to me and said, Wynn, I've got these graduates who this is what they want to do. They love cutting hair, but, but maybe they love animals more than they love people. And I, <laughs> as I say that, it, it, and, and, and it's true. Um, and, and so they get to practice that craft. They get to be artistic, but they love making a difference in the world of, of animals. And so we started Salty Dog, and just with the few openings in our first location, how many of our graduates came to us and said, that's exactly what I want to do, and that's just growing and, and expanding from there. Wow. That, and, again, it is a very unique partnership and um, I, I love innovation. I love that disruptor uh, because that is when 
you are tapping into something other than just plugging into what has already happened. Um, and so I commend both of you and applaud both of you for seeing that Thanks and for making that connection. That because I, mm-hmm. I believe that the six words of a failing company are, we've always done it that way. Oh. So true. Um, uh, you know, we can look at Blockbuster. We can look at a lot of those companies that weren't willing to step outside that box, and you guys certainly have. So tell me a little bit more about how this works. Um, is, is Are your hairdressers, do they come out and become franchisees, or do you help your franchisees in finding those groomers? Yeah, well, that that's the that's the secret sauce that honestly um, I love the most. So let's just say, for example, you contacted me and said, "Hey, I want to do a franchise." And obviously, the the snag in this whole thing is the supply and demand of the service to the groomer. There just really mm-hmm. aren't many groomers, and um, there's not really a lot of places making making groomers. So that that that's going to be really disproportionate. And so the the first step is, all right, we need to go and create some groomers. So I would go with you into a local Paul Mitchell school. We would be a guest artist spot and talk to all the students and, and we would tell them about, you know, the opportunities that all the hard skills that you're learning in the school, that they're, they're not for nothing. I mean, those hard skills can transfer to a lot of different, and a lot of our graduates in the school go on to do, other things besides behind the chair. They're in research and development. They're into sales. They're, they're just into a lot of things. And so this is just one more component, one more facet. Typically, we, you know, we talk about the grooming business. We get into the nuts and bolts of it, the opportunities. And usually by the end of that presentation, I'll have a dozen or more, um, you know, current students who are like, you know, hey, I'd like to learn more. And so that's where we start. But let me be clear. It's not just Paul Mitchell, and it's not just hairdressers. It's trying to disrupt the whole process. And, when, and I challenge you when you go to get your dog groomed, look at the environment you're leaving your dog and ask yourself, is this really where you would hold your own standard to? Is this place as clean as it should be? Is it as transparent mm-hmm. as it should be? And so, um, honestly, like what we're trying to do is attract and create this environment that will invite people who don't know anything about hair. Maybe someone who is just a single unit, passionate entrepreneur says, you know what, I've been waiting for something. I've thought about this or that, but you know what, I love animals. So guess what? We have a training track that will take someone who has no experience in hair, no experience in pets, and we'll we'll train you. We have have franchisees who find a, a groomer, which they're fortunate to find. And we say, okay, we're going to spend most of our training track showing you how we do it our way, our culture and how we communicate and how we bring those systems into play. And then, of course, the last one would be someone who has, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, the other one would be then if we do get a Paul Mitchell graduate, we, we spend less time on, on training on how we do things because they're so used to it that we spend all that time in really uh, into the technical side of grooming. So we have a lot of our, our own curriculum we've developed. We have our own learning management system where we, we fully understand that today's learner learns differently than maybe we did, yeah. and we need to adapt to the way we train. That's how we retain. 
we, we, we give them a space where they can feel extremely proud to be in that space, to be in that profession. We give them a career path so that they know they have a journey. And then we, we give them the tools and the process to be, always be improving. And I think that attracts a, a wide range of folks. So it's not just, yes, we're starting with, let's just say, Paul Mitchell graduates. But honestly, this, this industry is so hungry, it, there's not enough of those. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're building a process that really will, will cast a really wide net. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm most excited about. What might have started out as maybe, you know, trying to give Paul Mitchell graduates another opportunity turned into creating a whole other sector of business owners, from multi-unit to single unit to, um, you know, as we see in the hair business, a lot of times people re-entering the workforce so they go to school later in life. Well, there's mm-hmm. business, there's, there's entrepreneurs like that too, you know. Like I've always wanted to own my own business. Well, I've never really found something that I like or that spoke to me, and then this is an opportunity. And we create a training environment that's safe for them so that they can learn. And, and we, we, we have found that little niche so we can supply the workforce, which, my gosh, if you're going to open a franchise today and you need employees, I would be scared. But we're mm-hmm. supplying access to a workforce. We have absolutely changed the workflow so that the financials are absolutely shifted in the business. And, and we put that together in the culture that they know at the, at, that's Paul Mitchell, that's Be Nice or Else that Wynn created. And it's just the perfect combo. I love that. And it sounds to me like you're offering a franchisee many different options of how they run their business, whether they want to um, just be the business development person and be out um, just spreading the word about Salty Dog or whether they really want to get in there and um, really participate one-on-one with grooming the dogs. I love that. So, uh, I, and I love all the training that, that you guys offer as well. Um, one of the things that I think is important, and I think y'all touched a little bit on it, and that's the importance and the value of that culture So we hear a lot of times that uh, a franchisor sets up this culture to begin with, but it sounds to me like you guys are really passionate about that culture. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, I'd love to. This is Wynn, and that's one of the things that I'm absolutely passionate about because I've seen what it did to blow up the Plummetal School world again. We set out to open up seven schools, and without doing any marketing, without going to a franchise convention, without any uh, salespeople, brokers, it blew up to 110. And I can pretty much tell you it was because of the Palmetto School culture. Uh, And that's a culture of, of giving back. It's a culture of leadership. I love it that our franchisees come and say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a, a brilliant business owner, yeah, I'm making money, uh, but also I'm a better dad. I'm a better spouse. Mm. I'm a better human being. Uh, mm. I'm a better contributor in my community because of the culture that you have created, and, and, and that's what makes me really, really proud. So it's, it's, it's all about leadership, which it, I feel like it has to start from the top. There's no way that a customer coming into a salty dog uh, grooming salon is going to have a, a beautiful, incredible customer service experience 
uh, if that groomer doesn't love their job. And that groomer is not going to love their job if they're being mistreated by the boss. And so we know that that culture and that leadership needs to start from the top. We believe in train, 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 train. We heavily, heavily train uh, leadership, not just in how to run a successful business, but, but true leadership, what that looks like. And, and, of course, culture has a big part of that. Absolutely. And, you know, what I saw, especially during the pandemic, is that those franchises where the leadership team really did step in and become true leaders during a very, very challenging time that we hope we never have to go through again, um, those are the the ones that saw most success during that time. Can you talk a little bit about how um, Salty Dog and even Paul Mitchell um, actually um, went through that pandemic and how it impacted you? Well, there's no question that um, I never say um, (laughs) this will never happen because – um, in my lifetime now, I've seen something that I, I thought would never happen. And I think what I learned the most out of that was um, today's employee is very particular now and informed about who they want to work for, who they want to work with. And and um, I think you're seeing it to where a job is not just a job anymore. And it, it's not a means to something. It, it's actually a large part of their life. I think the companies that have this big push for work at home um, maybe maybe should take some stock of their internal culture because, you, you know, there's a, there's a big piece missing when you're not coming to the workplace anymore. And I'm not saying it's, it's not possible, but, boy, it tells you a lot. And I think – what WINS managed to do with the schools, what Paul Mitchell's done with their culture, what Salty Dog is, you know, we're just like an, a sponge. We're just absorbing all of it because we want an environment where people want to come in and shop. I mean, we just launched a bakery, a uh, sweet dog bakery that's part of Salty Dog that we're so excited about. People want to come in and shop. They want to watch their dog um, go through an experience and, and, and honestly, like our employees want to be able to collaborate. And, and, and again, training's part of it. Communication's part of it. Like to know you're going to speak with the owner twice a month in a sit down. And that's required. That's part of our, that's part of our training. And it really becomes part of our culture. When you know you're going to get that time with them and you know you drive that conversation it really cuts down on the crazy gossip that happens. It cuts down mm-hmm. on the counterculture that you see happen. So um, the pandemic kind of taught me that, you, 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 you know, it used to be you get what you pay for was kind of a, one of those lines. That I think now you attract what you put out. And I think mm-hmm. companies that are just transactional, um, and there's a lot of them, and I think that that's great, don't get me wrong, but I think when it comes to the pet space, if you're transactional, you better be really, really high value, um, you know, high volume, high value, high value, because really our, the pet parent is looking very hard at the culture, the relationship experience for their pet, because their money, it's, it's doesn't go as far, you mm-hmm. know, the money mm-hmm. doesn't go as far as it used to. So 
yeah, our culture is our center point. The pandemic taught me that we've always taught, you know, we were always taught treat our people well, you know, treat our people right, you know, train them, educate them, give them a career path, um, give them something yeah. to talk about, give them a community. But now I think it's it's at such a heightened level. Um, if we if we were to ever go through that again, which you know, man, I hope not. I, I think we built even a stronger community that I, I think we would thrive even more. Um, I don't want to, I don't wish it out there, but I think we would thrive even more. And, and, and that's really what I saw out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can I piggyback on that, Linda? Please do. Yeah. You know, I, I love what John's saying that uh, it, it's built within the systems of salty dog that our franchisees, the owners have time, have quality time to sit down and do career planning and growth with every team member at a salty dog. And you better believe that that's just as important as having a beautiful facility, as have, having an incredible marketing campaign. 50% of people who quit their jobs did so to get away from a toxic owner. And I, I, Linda, I'm, I'm a baby boomer. I'm 64 years yep. old. My gosh, in my generation, we were thrilled if we never had to see the boss. That was a good thing. We don't want to see the boss. The generation of today, this workforce, not only do they want to see the boss, they want to have conversations. They want to be heard. They want to have interaction. They want a relationship and a connection with their boss. And so when we build it within the system that, yeah, this is exactly the relationship that you're going to build with your team members, that mass exodus from every industry and every company that has happened because of the pandemic, what we're finding both in the, in the professional beauty industry as well as with dog grooming uh, people are, are choosing what, what their original love was. People are, mm. are quitting corporate jobs, so to speak. Why? Because they always had a passion for hairdressing or they always had a passion for dog grooming, and they're doing what they love to do. People who are groomers, they didn't say, well, I guess I can't do anything else. I'll, I'll, I'll go and do this. No, these are people who chose this industry. Why? They love animals. Mm -hmm. They love that connection, and that's why they chose. So to, to, to go to work every single day and say that you love what you do, that's the law of the universe. You put that out there, you better believe it's going to come back. Yeah, definitely. When I definitely am right there with you. I am a baby boomer as well. I left a 30-plus year career in banking. So I know all about wanting to stay away from the boss. <laughs> but I also know at the end of the day, I felt less than appreciated. And I, and, and I think that my generation in particular – um, that's kind of the way that we expected things to go. We didn't expect any more than that. But you're exactly right when you say this generation is different. They're not waiting until they've had that 30-year career in a corporate position to decide they want to do what they truly love to do. They want to do that their whole life. And Holy cow, do I wish that I had had that same philosophy back then I because, agree. you know, we, wouldn't we be all be a happier, um, happier society if we did what we loved? For sure. You know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll like stamp that by saying this, that I, I'm actually, I'm on the road right now and I travel to competitors to see where, where are opportunities to improve, where are opportunities to grow. And, you know, there's some great places out there. Um, I see, I see some great grooming, some great grooming salons. And, and the, and the thing that I 
feel is really missing that I, I just, it's my passion. And when you talk about appreciation, how do you scale it? And, and again, the ones that I see out here that are really doing a great job, it, it is a small organization that has, in the person that opens the door, the owner, their name's on the front, man, they are just oozing appreciation. Mm. And so the challenge is how do you scale that? And I, you know, I, it's not, it's actually not that hard. It does need to start at the top, but it, it comes with systems that are absolutely consistent on time and on point every time. When you say you're going to have a one-on-one -on, -one on the first and the 15th of the month, you have them. Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to have weekly management meetings, they need structure. It can't just be a, a complaint session, right? Mm -hmm. the, our structure is specific. We always start with victories. We always start with what we call facings because we want to say the positive. And that sounds so simple. But yet it's funny. Whenever I go into a business, no matter what it is, and I say, tell me about your daily communication. And if that business is not succeeding or they're struggling in there, especially with their culture, they, they stop doing the daily. Mm -hmm. And then the daily stops the weekly. And sure enough, the weekly stops everything else, and it just turns out to be financial reporting with your accountant. Wow. And appreciation can't be scaled. We have cracked that code, and actually it's super easy. It's super easy. And, and that's yeah. the part that I love is that, like, I, we can teach you. If you're a single unit, I'm getting back in it, I want to own my own business, we will teach you how to ooze appreciation and scale it and attract those people. And I think this industry is hurting. Man, I, I, I just walked out of a grooming salon, not our brand, an off-brand, and, and I'm telling you, I'm talking to the groomer, and they just feel beat up, mm. super labor-intensive. Can you imagine handling a dog that weighs 80, 90 pounds for three hours? That's not wow. possible. Salty Dog, we have, we've broke that process down so that we, we have stages this dog goes through. Multiple people are involved. We want to increase the longevity of these folks in their career because once you learn those skills, you're very sought after. Mm. You know, two years in the grooming business is considered seasoned. Are you serious? Wow. No. Wow. We, we've got to keep people in it. So, we, you know, we give you introduction to the workflow and to the workforce. We, we, we've broken down the workflow, and really we're, we're promoting longevity and we're trying to really disrupt. And so scale appreciation and just value the training. And that's, that's kind of my passion. And I do yeah. that by going out. I don't know if, any, if you do this with other folks, but I really I study my competition every day. I go, mm -hmm. in, a, I go in a competing store every day. It's how uh, I do it. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, I tell you, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I know that my audience is like me. We love stories. Do you happen to have any stories that you could share when we come back from commercial? Absolutely. Always. That's easy. Always. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more about Salty Dog and Paul Mitchell. 
Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898. Or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Bayestetos here, and we are talking about the pet care industry, uh, specifically um, with Salty Dog and with Paul Mitchell. So, guys, when I broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories that you could share with us. Yeah, I, yeah I, well, I'll start. I, and I know, go ahead, Wayne. Is, is that okay, John? Yeah. Uh, we, we've been talking a lot about culture and how important it is for every company, every business to have a good, solid. And one of our culture's belief system at Salty Dog is that we have to give back. Uh, and what, what, what we'd like to say is that service is the rent that we pay for room on this earth. Since all mm-hmm. of us are taking up space on this planet, we have to pay rent, so to speak. And how we pay rent is by giving back. And how we look at it is whenever – Wherever we have a salty dog location, yeah, we're consuming from that community. We're consuming uh, paychecks of our customers who come in to bring their dogs to be groomed. Well, we also have to be contributors, and how we contribute is by putting money back out into the community. And one of the causes, obviously, that we're very passionate about is uh, saving animals, and we work very, very closely uh, in salty dog and, and especially in the Palm Mitchell School world with an organization called Best Friends Animal Society, which I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with, even though they're based in southern Utah, the work that they do literally worldwide in teaching communities on how to create no-kill zones. And in 2019, 1.5 million dogs and cats were euthanized and put down. And in 2021, it was down to 355,000. So it's it's, uh, significantly less. But we're absolutely making a difference, and we have a lot of work that we have to do. And and so my, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and, you know, when she was about six years old, you know, she disappeared in the office and came out with this whole campaign on how she was going to raise money for Best Friends Animal Society. And this is something mm-hmm. that she's passionate about, and we got to save them all, Daddy. And and I just love it that it's, it's a culture that we have in my home, and it's a culture that exists in the Palmetto School world. And it's absolutely a culture, you better believe, that, that lives in the salty dog world as well. 
You know, I would have to think um, that there are, what I, what I know is that this younger generation, and that's what we've been talking about because there's so many of them that are looking to own their own business and not uh, just be handcuffed to a corporate paycheck. But I also know that they look for that social responsibility. They look for those brands that actually do have that give back built into their brand. So kudos for you guys to have that already built in. And it sounds to me like it really does come from the heart. You're not doing it just as a, uh, a marketing technique or a marketing uh, ploy because it sounds like you, you both certainly have the passion for what you're doing. Thank you, and, you, and you're exactly right. In fact, to, to date, our Palmetto schools have raised and donated over $24 million to a variety of causes, including to animal health, rescue, and safety. Wow. I'm, I'm just, uh, I applaud you both for doing that. So tell me a little bit more about some stories that you have. I think for me, my story is really about family and about kind of how the the tides are shifting in our country and and what things that maybe weren't acceptable when I was younger that are so encouraged today, especially within Paul Mitchell, within Salty Dog. But, you know, I came across, my past crossed with Wynn, and and when I first got into the school business, um, you know, working with your family really wasn't something you did and and really not encouraged. And, And then, you know, and me getting my feet wet and trying to figure this Palmetto school thing out, I noticed like Wynn has a lot of his family working in the business and they're happy and they're collaborating and they're growing. And I just, the family's growing. And I just thought, you know, is that uniquely him or how is that? And, and, and really from that, my family, we've developed that. Now my kids were little and now they're getting older. And, and, and as a dad, I, I had that typical interaction with them, but honestly, in the last couple of years, my oldest son has come on board and has his own franchise store. And, and we, the way we communicate and collaborate, I, I would wish it for anyone. I mean, the conversations, the, the, the whole process, and I think Salty Dog, watching other family members. So I have folks that work for me in the school that have family members that want to be in that conversation and either they're in the school, they could be a part of Salty Dog, and it's really, it's just something warm to see. I think we are a, a, a big family. I think we encourage family to be part of the journey, and I, I, I don't see that a lot out there um, in companies. As a matter of fact, I see a lot of rules and policies against it, and I think at the end of the day, man, when everything's good, it's easy. Like, you, you know, it's just easy. But when you hit something like the pandemic or when you hit snags or bottlenecks in your business, you know, you need people with you. You need to be supported. And, and what a better way than to, to go into business with your family. And so I learned that from when um, 20 years ago and really through whatever blessings there are, I, I, you know, I personally, my stories, I was able to do that. I work with my son every day. I have conversations that I thought I would never have. And my daughter is close to finishing school and, and really wants to 
to to jump on board with the family and and so um i'm so grateful for that and i'm seeing that within our franchise stores that that people are pulling their family in and it and it's um it's a pretty special thing and 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 i would i would encourage anyone out there business is not easy um the markets are not easy the customers can be um somewhat difficult and so when you can surround yourself with an environment that's i mean come on like working with pets all day thing is having your family flanked on your side and 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 then to be and being successful i mean there's just such a formula here that i mean the story is a reality and i i just i don't know i think it's something special comes along once in a in a lifetime and i think timing's everything and and in the pet business uh the time's now it's mm-hmm. just such a great place to be in so that that's yeah. my i guess that's my story i mean uh, i'm grateful yeah. i should say i'm grateful yeah i i really appreciate that um when what john is describing sounds to me like you set your franchisees up for the possibility of generational wealth. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I, I like what John is talking about. For some reason, a lot of us were taught that it's a bad idea to work with friends and family. And I never understood that because what I have experienced, again, in the business for 40 years, what I have experienced is that Yes, it's a lot of work, and yes, there are stresses there in working with family that may not uh, exist otherwise, but my gosh, the rewards are, are incredible, in, including mm-hmm. to be able to – because when most of us are at work, we're, we're at our best at work. You know, when a, when a husband and wife come home at the end of the day, a long day, how was your day? I don't want to talk about it. They don't mm-hmm. get to see each other at their best. But when you're mm-hmm. in business with each other and you all are passionate about what you're doing, you see each other at, at your best. So, yeah, to be able for John, he's talking about this. I have, when I say 20 nieces and nephews that are also involved in in the company, and when I see that we get to pass on not just the culture, not just the business opportunity, but like you just said, generational wealth, I mean, that's that's a wonderful legacy to have. Absolutely. Most definitely. Gentlemen, we're getting down to close to the end of the show. Um, If someone's listening right now and they want to know more about Salty Dog or Paul Mitchell, or maybe they even want to know a little more about how they might get a copy of your book, Win, where's the best place for them to reach out to y'all to get more information? Well, I'll answer the first part, and then John, he's the the brilliance on the Salty Dog part. Uh, I I have a website, it's winclaybaugh.com. Uh, so that's the best way to, to learn about about uh, me, about what we're up to. I have literally a 25-year history of, of monthly podcasts that also live there on that website. And, and of course, my book is available there as well. Yeah, and, and as far as for, for Salty Dog, I mean, somehow, some way, I, I probably – got snagged the best uh, uh, COO in the country with uh, Brian Aspina. And so, and, and reaching out to saltydog.com um, or emailing uh, Brian O at saltydog.com. He's the most responsive guy. He will answer every question. No question is outrageous or stupid. He will walk you through the process and get you any document, any kind of information on the pet business, uh, franchise opportunities, territories, He's the guy. 
but very simple just on the website and uh to learn more about salty dog kind of the whole relationship between how we brought all this together um the stories out there as well and uh and like i said we're launching the bakery so now you can see all the cool baked items and fun things you can get for your dog as well I love that. I absolutely, and you're right, Brian is awesome. So we're down to those <laughs> final three questions here. So the first one is, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Well, there's no question I would, I mean, it's just like realist. I mean, I would reach out for a broker or, or an expert and make sure that you're a good fit for the actual brand. And so the the brokers are very well versed in not only the financials, um, those are easy to get, but really about the backstory. You know, you, you develop a relationship with a broker, they kind of learn the type of person you are. Um, some people need more direction than others. And so some brands offer that, and, and a lot of times the broker knows that. So that's my best advice is to especially if it's your first one if you've never done a business before you've never done a franchise before i would get a franchise expert which would be a broker like yourself and um and and they're going to guide you in, in really what's a good fit uh so you get in the right brand with the right people yeah good advice there absolutely yeah so the uh next question is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Ooh, I'd like to take this one, John, if that's okay. Yeah. For, for us, it's not just about money because there are a lot of people who could come up with the, the money that it takes to be able to open up a, a, a franchise. Uh, for, for us, oh, and by the way, in the Palmetto School world, we turned away a lot of people, truly, who, who had the money, who had the funds, and, and then some but they just weren't the right fit. So for us, mm-hmm. number one, it's about what we call true leadership. And, and, and leadership absolutely needs to be retrained because a lot of people think that being a leader means that you dictate, you control, you police. It's your job to, to, to find people doing things wrong, and, and that is not our definition of leadership. And just a, a, a great trait about leadership is just showing up, just being present, just being a part of the process. And then the second part would, uh, of being a good, successful franchisee, just be nice. That's why we wrote the book, Be Nice or Else. And the or else part means be nice or live a miserable life. Be nice or, or be a horrible boss, a horrible parent. And so, you know, this, the, the, the business world just needs nice, happy, integral, honest business leaders and owners who truly absolutely want to make money. There's nothing wrong with that but also want to make a difference with their employees, with their customers, and within their communities. Yeah, I, I love that, Win. And folks, again, you might want to check out Win's book, Be Nice or Else. You can get it on uh, Amazon. Check out his website. Um, it is, Win, what I love about it is that so much of it is what I heard my parents tell me. You know, so much of it's very simple, isn't it? But somewhere along the line, people get more focused on winning than being nice. Yeah, yeah. And see, I thought you were going to say your favorite part of the book was that Betty White endorsed my book. That's not oh, your favorite well, part. There's, <laughs> that, is, that as well. 
because that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because she was now she was certainly a big pet advocate as well. So, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So the last question, and I'd like to hear an answer from both of you. Both of you, uh, what does the future of franchising look like, John? You want to start with that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the the future of franchising. Um, I, I think when you walk down the street and and as you get more aware, you you look at every business and it's it's feeling more and more franchised. However, the brands are getting so good at at at, at finding their niche and finding their process. So I I think franchising. First of all, franchising as a is its own animal. Like it doesn't really matter the product. If you want to get into the franchise business, you have to understand franchising. And a lot of it's simple. It's it's really just following the the guidelines and the rules set by your franchisor. Um, I think you're going to see more and more businesses get into franchising that you didn't typically think would get into franchising. You know, they're franchising, I found out today, I talked to a gentleman this morning, they're franchising uh, cemeteries and funeral homes. You know, they're franchising uh, chiropractor's office and all kinds of things in medical. And so, you know, there are things that are just, there's, there's just power in systems. There's power in collaboration. There's power in following the system. Mm. So a good franchise puts together a great system. It's proven the finance. You know, there's a reason why banks like lending money to franchises mm-hmm. because there's a proven track record, right? Mm-hmm. You can eliminate a lot of the risk when you find a good franchise that fits you and you know they have good systems and, they, and they're backed by good people. You're going you're gonna to have a good result, and I think that is the future of franchising. I love that. Wynn, what is your take on the future of franchising? I think more and more we're going to see passionate engaged individuals who are going to buy into some sort of franchise opportunity. Because uh, when, when people aren't engaged, they show up to work for one thing and one thing only, and that is to receive a paycheck. So there are people who are just clocking their time and they show up for a paycheck uh, because they got to pay the bills. Uh, but they know that behind all of that, they have passion, they have purpose, they have desire, they have energy, they have creativity. And they want to be able to apply it somewhere, and oftentimes the, the, the job that they're in doesn't allow for that, doesn't promote that, doesn't encourage that. And so I think we're going to see a lot of people, again, we talk about the mass exodus, that people are going to leave those corporate jobs or whatever job they had before, the job that they hated. You know, thank God it's Friday. They couldn't wait to get out of mm-hmm. there. Uh, and they're going to switch over to, you know what, I, I want to be my own boss. I I have all of this creativity. I have all of this purpose and passion and energy, and I want to apply it to something that truly, truly matters. Mm -hmm. And that at the end of the day, they feel that they've made a difference somewhere. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a basic human need. It's a basic human need to feel that you have a purpose. Very true. I don't care what age you are. You know, it, it, there's no age limit on that. Everyone wants to feel that they are making a difference somewhere along the way. Gentlemen, as much as I hate to say that, this, we're at the end of the show. 
And I could have, I could talk to you both for hours because you have so much to share, uh, so much knowledge and, you know, so much passion to share. Um, one more time, if someone's listening, they want more information about Salty Dog. John, where would they go to find that? Uh, just the website, Salty Dog, and that's spelled D-A-W-G. So SaltyDog.com, you'll find everything you need there and more. Wonderful. When one more time, if they want more information about your book or your speaking opportunities, where would they find more information about, about you? Uh, thank you, Sir. WinClaybaugh.com, so W-I-N-N-C-L-A-Y. B-A-U-G-H, winclava.com. Wonderful. Gentlemen, thank you both again so much for being on the show, sharing your passion, sharing your experience. I truly enjoy it, and I really look forward to staying plugged in with you guys. Thank you, Linda. You're, you're, you're very good at what you do, so thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. You. Absolutely. You know, folks, um, if you have that passion – for working with animals. Know that you can do that. You, you know, the Wynn and John have created this model that is just perfect for that person that wants to work with animals. And I love the give back that they've built into that. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And this is a Richard Branson quote. Seek out strategic alliances they are essential to growth. And for the last 45 minutes, folks, you have heard just how important those strategic alliances are because the, the partnership between Paul Mitchell and Salty Dog is beautiful. So thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.